0: today's episode is going to be really interesting because we're going to talk about stomp rockets vomiting reflux and food allergies we're going to talk about how all of these things are created and we're going to help you to figure out why your child is vomiting all right so let's get started I'm Dr. Evka, the mom at the play group who's in charge of the food and the lecture series. Empowering other mothers when something seems off with their children, sharing mindset work when it comes to motherhood, medicine made understandable, and mastery of your child and who that child is when they have food intolerances, feeding challenges, or other of your concerns. You've heard that I'm a family doctor, a feeding physician, a life coach, a nutritionist, and a best-selling author. But if you ask me, I will tell you, I'm another mom just like you, and I'm your friend. Just remember that this information is being shared for educational purposes only in some of its opinion based. If you have a specific medical concerns, please see your regular doctor, that's not me. Little Peter. Stared at the vomit pool beneath him His outfit was stained with liquid stomach contents Sweat dripped down his brow As it passed through his brown hair There was formula in its liquid form As well as cracker Still mostly intact It was covered his shirt Peter's mother held him tightly in her arms She kept him upright And hoped that that the vomit would not go down the wrong way It was a sight to behold Her clothes were soaked too On her hair were pieces of undigested food, and her eyeglasses were covered in the thin brown mist. She wiped the last of the vomit off Peter's lips and then cleaned her face as well with another towel. Then the torrent of vomit came again. This time, it seemed even more forceful than the last. More vomit on their clothes, more vomit on their bodies, more vomit on the floor. The stench of vomit filled the air with a pungent odor, Peter's mom thought. "Oh no." There it is, once again. This time, Peter's mother had a plan. When the whole ordeal was over and both of them were washed in the new clothes, she picked up the phone. She looked through her list of contact numbers until she found just the right one. There it was, the number that she was wanted. The phone number of Peter's family doctor, who worked alongside pediatricians in the same medical office, all of them seeing children. She dialed the phone number. and explain again what happened. Little Peter had vomited once more and they need to be seen for a medical visit. Perhaps there was something else that the doctor could do to help them. Lately, there seemed to be a lot of episodes of vomiting. The receptionist on the other side of the phone line told her, Tuesday, you can have an appointment with a doctor on Tuesday. Tuesday, just a day away. The next day, Peter and his mother found themselves at the doctor's office. They sat down in one of the office exam rooms and waited patiently for the doctor to come. When the doctor came into the room, Peter's mom stated, My son had been vomiting a lot. The doctor and Peter's mom had a back and forth conversation in which the doctor eventually diagnosed Peter with reflux. And Peter was sent home with a prescription for histamine 1 blocker. Mom, couldn't wait to go to the pharmacy she couldn't wait for Peter's frequent episodes of vomiting to end. She hoped that the medication as to one blocker would do the trick, and Peter would feel so much better. No more frequent episodes of vomiting was the hope. Peter's mom certainly hoped that this would be the miracle drug. <coughs> What happened? That day, after Peter took his medicine, he continued to vomit. The next day, despite the medicine, the vomiting continued just as frequently as it did before. Peter's mom thought, Was this the wrong dose? Was it the wrong prescription? She couldn't figure out why Peter continued to vomit so much. Do you have an idea? When you have a young child who is vomiting, what does that mean? How do we really know if it's reflux? What if it's something else? The list of medical conditions that lead to vomiting in young children is too large. How do we really go about figuring out the reason for the vomiting and what are the similarities and differences between some of the different causes of vomiting in young children? For instance, what are the similarities and differences between reflux and food allergies, including f after all, in all of these medical conditions, food moves in reverse through the digestive tract. Some of these medical conditions take a while to figure out. Remember the little Peter whose mom took him to see the doctor for recurrent episodes of vomiting? The doctor heard the phrase, distressed vomiting, or little kid vomiting that is bothering the mother, and thought, Hmm, what's one of the common diagnoses that can do this? I Need something that I can treat more easily before I do a complex workup. Oh, I got it reflux Why don't we see if this is gastroesophageal reflux and prescribe a histamine one blocker for Peter? Let's see what happens if we do this The problem is that histamine one blockers do not stop vomiting instead they make more vomiting less painful on the esophagus however they do not stop the vomiting. Now, you might be asking yourself, if histamine wound blockers do not stop the vomiting, what does? And we're going to discuss that more in this episode. Time for a little commercial break. This episode is sponsored by my redo of my Dr. Evka or the Feeding Physician website. Go on there. I have a whole bunch of new freebies for you. And if you'd like, you can now sign up for my weekly newsletter. I have kind of got a better sense of where I want to take this platform. And you can kind of see that on the website if you go on and check it out. I look forward to talking to you more. Okay, back to the episode. If your child vomits repeatedly, what will help stop the vomit? It truly depends. It depends upon the reason for the vomiting. Recently, I came across an online Facebook post that was written by a mother with a child food, with food allergies. She wrote, Many doctors have now told me that f and free flugs are not related. I don't believe it. Are there resources of proof out there? In response, I told her, You are both right. This is a complex topic that I can't answer by writing a Facebook post. Instead, I wanted to post all about it on my website. Hence, series number 21 was born. By the way, you may want to know what FI is. It's a kind of food allergy. We'll talk more about the differences between food allergies and reflux. I understand where the doctors are coming from when they say no, FPIs and reflex are not related. They might have only 10 to 15 minutes to see you in your office, and the actual answer is way more complex. They just don't have the time to go over all of it in great detail. Thus, instead of saying, it's too complex, they may think about all of the ways that FPIs and reflex are not related. Thus, you hear them tell you, no. A more accurate statement is, Food allergies, including F and reflux, are not related in some ways, but they are also related in other ways. That's even more of an accurate statement. But explain the reasons for it would take a long time. And the doctor may only have 10 to 15 minutes to see the child and you in the office. I'll discuss the similarities at some point. But right now, in this episode, I'm going to talk about the differences between food allergies and relief when both can give you vomiting. It's just that the reason behind the vomiting can be different. There are many reasons why young children vomit. And you need to, trigger, like, to figure out the root cause so that you can then develop the appropriate treatment plan. Take the food allergy F-Pies, for instance. The condition can be diagnosed when a person vomits approximately one to four hours after eating a trigger food and has a set of other symptoms including painlessness, scaling, and fatigue. The amount of time can vary as can the other symptoms. What causes the vomiting in this food allergy? In F-Pies, vomiting happens after the immune system recognizes a specific food as being foreign to the body. The immune system says, I'm going to do everything to get rid of the trigger food. I'm going to get rid of this trigger food. I'm going to make sure that the digestive tract releases a lot of serotonin as well as other chemical messengers. Selling the digestive tract then release these chemical messengers. The jobs of these chemical messengers are to trigger the vomiting reflex. When there are too many of these chemical messengers, including serotonin during an allergic reaction, vomiting happens. <sighs> you treat an FPI's reaction by giving on the It blocks the effects of serotonin. The vomiting in FPI's happens partly because of the changes in serotonin levels. How about with reflux? What caused the vomiting with reflux? That's. Great question. And I will give you two ways that vomiting happens with reflux. There are other ways, but they are two of the more common ones. Neither of these reasons has much to do with serotonin. First, in very young children, vomiting happens because their stomach acts like a stomp rocket. Like, you know, a stomp rocket. I bring up the subject of a stomp rocket because recently I made one. It was a fun project with me and my child. I'll try to describe what the final product looked like, but if you are unfamiliar with a Stomp Rocket at this point, I urge you to use your computer, that's right, get out your computer or your phone, and find an image of one. This toy consists of a hollow tube that is attached to an air pump. When I stomp on the air pump, stomp stomp stomp, air fills the hollow tube. The air pushes against the tube until it pops off. Pop. The rocket launches, woo, the ground. In my case, in addition to having the hollow tube as part of my stomp rocket, I also curled up a small piece of paper into a ball. I put the ball into the hollow tube of my stomp rocket. When I stomped on the air, bump, air filled the hollow tube that had the ball of paper. But the hollow tube and the ball of paper launched into the air. now there are two ways that I can hold a hollow tube attached to the air pump in the first way i can hold one end of the hollow tube on the ground air cannot escape from the end of the hollow tube that is firmly held to the ground the ground is acting like a sort of sphincter to prevent air from going that way this is how a stomach works when the sphincter connecting the stomach to the esophagus is closed shut food can't go back up into the esophagus and eventually out of the mouth this sphincter allows the food to move in one direction further down the digestive tract into the intestines Now, let's say that I hold the stomp rocket in a different way. I pick up the hollow tube so that it's no longer on the ground. Both ends of the hollow tube are now in the air. Now, let's say that I stomp on the ground really hard, really hard. Air can go both ways in the stomp rocket. If I have small balls of paper inside the hollow tube, the balls can go in either direction. Both sides of the hollow tube are in the air. It's a similar concept with young children and babies who have reflux. Their sphincters that would prevent food from going up into the tube connected to the mouth are loose. They're not firmly attached to the ground. When their stomachs do their jobs as air pumps, food goes both ways either further down the digestive tract into the intestines or further up the esophageal tube and perhaps even straight out of the mouth. Got it? It takes babies a while for the sphincter to become stronger. It takes a while before the stomp rocket, known as the stomach, has one and firmly attached to the ground, allowing food to go in only one direction. This is a mechanical issue that's tied to physics. It's not due to how serotonin affects certain structures around the brain that trigger vomiting. Vomiting and reflux happens because of a loose sphincter between the stomach and the esophagus. This is something that just happens to just about everybody. Just about every baby has a loose sphincter that connects the stomach to the tube that goes up to the stomach. Sometimes doctors assign a name to vomiting that happens with a loose sphincter. They call it reflex. But it's not really a disease unless it's more severe. More severe reflux is known as gastroesophageal reflux disease. It's a condition where a lot of the stomach acid flows back into the esophageal tube connecting the mouth and stomach. It flows back so much that the tube gets an acid burn. It gets irritated from all that extra acid. If this tube is irritated enough, then the sphincter might not really work. When the stomach does its air pump job, food might go both ways. Not just further down the digestive tract, it might also go straight up from the stomach into the tube and eventually perhaps up and out of the mouth. You have to think that when the tube is irritated, sometimes the sphincter is irritated too. Not always. In addition, the moist tissue that lines the inside of the tube connecting the mouth and the esophagus can get irritated. It has nerve endings. When it's irritated enough, it acts like a young child might act if really irritated. The child might tell a parent about the mean thing that another child did. The child might want the parent to retaliate on their behalf in the same way. The tube connecting to the mouth to the esophagus might say, You know, I'm really irritated and crabby. Let me lash out and tell my parent to hurt this child. The nerves in the stomach tell the brain, Make the body vomit like a very compliant mother who allows her child to get away with just about everything. The brain listens to the child the brain of listens to the child, the body vomits, all thanks to the esophagus and the direct nerve pathway between the digestive tract and the brain. Got it. To recap, there are different pathways to the same result. Let me talk about those two pathways. One pathway is that of the body noticing a toxin such as a food allergen. In response to this toxin, the body makes chemicals such as serotonin, and these chemicals eventually arrive at trigger zones in the brain. At the trigger zones, the brain recognizes these chemical messengers and elicits a vomiting response. Now, let's talk about the second pathway to the same result of vomiting. The second pathway has to do with a direct nerve connection between the irritated digestive tract and the vomiting centers of the brain. We just talked about a few moments ago in other words. There are multiple pathways to the same result. Vomit. In fact, Many conditions, both pathways are present. If you have a child who has repeated episodes of F pies and often vomits, their esophagus might eventually get irritated. If you have a child whose esophagus becomes too acidic because of gastroesophageal reflux disease, then their esophagus might also get irritated. If you have a child who has an allergic condition like eosinophilic esophagitis, then their esophagus might also get irritated, irritated the stomach enough, and the person might vomit. Does this give you a better explanation of why I believe that reflux and food allergies, including f are not related in some ways? In other ways, they are related. When you look at a child who is vomiting, you might think that all vomiting comes from the same place. It doesn't. There are multiple pathways to the same result of vomiting. Each disease might follow only one of the pathways, or more than one of the pathways. It really depends. If you want to improve the frequency of vomiting, you need to both figure out the disease and also figure out which vomiting pathways are being activated. Then you have a better chance of figuring out how to treat that pathway and stop the vomiting. And that, my dear, will be the subject of a very long future episode. Hopefully, gets this gets you started understanding the differences a little bit right now. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Dr. Evka Podcast. I look forward to hearing from you again next week. If you want more people to listen to this podcast, please rate it five stars for good measure and um, also subscribe to it. That way it gets listened to by more people, please. All right. I look forward to seeing you again next week. Uh, Talk to you soon. Bye bye.